everybody. I'm Dr. Soumya Dirao. I'm an emergency physician. Uh, today we are going to talk about uh, one of the most uh, commonly encountered scenarios in the emergency department. As clinicians, we all treat hypertensive patients, but in the emergency, as an emergency physician, this is what we encounter on daily basis, a term called hypertensive emergency. So what is hypertensive emergency? Or what Hypertensive emergency belongs to a broad term called hypertensive crisis. Now, what is hypertensive crisis? It includes three entities, that is hypertensive urgency, hypertensive emergency, and malignant hypertension. Now, briefly about hypertensive urgency, it is high BP, that is a systolic more than 180 and a diastolic more than 110, but with no acute target organ injuries. In hypertensive emergency, there is a high BP of more than 180-110, but along with the high BP, there is acute end organ damage. And malignant hypertension is a sudden increase in BP and sudden dip. Like it could be in flash pulmonary edema, could be in any other cardiac emergency where the BP shoots up and then comes down quickly. Now coming to hypertensive emergency per se. Like I said, it is a high BP along with acute target organ injuries. Now, what are the acute target organ injuries which we see? Most commonly in the ED, we will have patients coming to us with hypertensive encephalopathy, hypertensive nephropathy, intracranial hemorrhage, acute ischemic stroke, flash pulmonary edema, aortic dissection, unstable angina or myocardial infarction, preeclampsia or eclampsia. These are the conditions with which we say is hypertensive emergency. And the goal here is to reduce the BP in the first one hour, 20 to 25%, and gradually in the next 23 hours. In case of hypertensive urgency, we are not reducing the BP abruptly. We will go for oral medications or sublingual medications so that we can reduce the blood pressure gradually. We do not want to abruptly reduce the BP because we will be hampering the autoregulation. But in case of hypertensive emergency, because there is already end organ damage, we do not want to further damage the organs. We are trying to reduce the BP on a faster note compared to a situation of hypertensive urgency. In case of emergency, we do not give any oral medications to reduce the blood pressure. Instead, we go for IV medications. Now, how do we know that the patient is having an acute organ damage. There are few signs and symptoms which we look for when the patient arrives to us in the ED. We, when we speak to the patient, we get some history of acute head injury or trauma, which could suggest that there could be an intracranial hemorrhage. There will be neurological symptoms like agitation, delirium, seizures, visual disturbances, focal neurological deficit. It could be an ischemic stroke or it could be an acute hemorrhagic. There could be fresh flame hemorrhages, exudates papilledema on fundoscopy. There could be nausea, vomiting, suggesting that there is a raised intracranial pressure, symptoms of chest pain, chest discomfort, sweating, radiation, suggesting there could be a myocardial infarction or an you know, unstable angina. There could be severe intrascapular pain, which could be because of an aortic dissection. Patient can present with sudden onset breathlessness, like in cardiac failure or in pulmonary edema, and especially 
in pregnant females, we should think about preeclampsia and eclampsia. Apart from all these conditions, we should always keep in mind there could be a high BP in patients who have you know, recently consumed drugs or who have been on drugs or they could be on sympathomimetic drugs. So history and examination in a very short duration should tell us which could be the end organ damage. Now coming to the management of hypertensive emergency, we cannot treat them you know, on OP basis. We need to admit the patient in the ICU. We need to send some basic investigations like CBC, serum creatinine, bun, urine, routine, pro-BNP, cardiac enzymes, uh, basic line, CT, MRI to rule out any stroke. Like I already said, if in urgency, you reduce the BP gradually over hours and we can use oral medications. But in case of emergency, we use IV medications and we reduce the blood pressure by 20 to 25% in the first hour and then slowly over 23 hours. Now, what are the exceptions for gradual reduction of BP in case of an emergency? If it is an, if we know it is an acute ischemic stroke and we are planning for thrombolysis that is in the window period and we find out that there is an acute ischemic stroke and we are planning on thrombolysing the patient. We do not gradually reduce the BP. We bring down the BP as early as possible to at least below 180. In case of intracranial hemorrhage, we do not reduce the BP slowly. We need the BP to be less than 140 so that more damage is prevented. In case of aortic dissection, we reduce the BP immediately so that we prevent the further sharing tear. In case of eclampsia and preeclampsia, here the first line of medication will be magnesium sulfate so that eclampsia is treated. Now coming to the drugs, we'll not be speaking in detail about the drugs because it is a huge topic in itself. But in case of hypertensive emergency, what are the commonly used drugs? Like I already said, we use IV medications like Levitolol, NTG, sodium nitroprusside, many other drugs, but commonly we use these drugs. By far, the most commonly used drug in almost all the conditions will be Levitolol because it is easily available. In cardiac conditions, we prefer NTG over Levitolol. First line will be NTG, especially in case of MI. In case of eclampsia, I already told that first line will start with magnesium sulfate, along with which we'll start with levetolol. In aortic dissection, we use sodium nitroprusside. In case of pulmonary edema, we start with Lasix and NTG. AKI, again, we start with Lasix. Other drugs which are commonly used in case of hypertensive emergency are enalapril, esmolol, clavidipine. So this is in brief about hypertensive emergency. Now, to create awareness among the patients, what are the key points we see? As clinicians, all these things can be talked about, but to a patient, what would we like to take, you know, take home message for the patients is kindly take prescribed medicines. As advised by the doctor, please take the medicines, have a healthy lifestyle, Whatever diet modifications need to be followed, low salt diet, dash therapy, all these as suggested according to your clinical scenario, 
as suggested by your clinician kindly follow the diet exercise regularly try to control your physical and mental stress in case of symptoms it could be a small basic symptom like visual disturbances blurring of vision it could be just a vertigo it could be chest pain with sweating it could be one sided weakness it could be slurring of speech any of these symptoms when you start experiencing do not try to postpone appointment with the doctor as early as possible kindly visit the doctor and get the necessary investigations done and treatment done thank you